So my dad passed away in 2015. We weren't talking and it took a month for his family to track me down. Before I ever knew he was gone, I started hearing from him in heaven. It consumed me. How is communication with the other side even possible? I left my corporate gig, studied with spiritual teachers on every coast, and worked with my angels to figure out the answers. Today, my mission is teaching you how to raise your vibration, shift your thoughts, trust your intuition, develop your unique spiritual gifts, and connect with your loved ones and angels on the other side. Friends, when you have these tools, life really does become heaven on earth. Hello, beautiful souls. We are here today with Mary, and Mary has these beautiful, beautiful angel stories to tell us. Mary, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much, Julie. It's my pleasure. I'm going to have you take it away. And I know that you have a couple, but let's hear your first story because they're not related. No, they, they really aren't. The, the two that I, um, I contacted you with are not related, but both of them are, are very unique and had an impact on my life. So I really want to share these two. The first one, and I must say that I don't have dreams that are vivid dreams every single night. But when I do have those certain dreams, they are so real, so tangible, so tactile that I know they are significant. And I've really in the last year or two started journaling them. I think it's so important because you forget the details if you don't do that. So luckily I journaled these. I've had some in the past that I did not do that, but these were journaled, so I do have the details that I can even look at my journal. But the first one I want to talk about, in the dream, I was outside in some type of courtyard, very large courtyard. I was doing nursing work. I was going from patient to patient, and there were just so many people there all over this courtyard. And as I was going to these patients and I was kind of doing nursing care on them, I was talking almost like I was telling somebody, you know, this is what we do for this. And I was showing them how to move the person carefully or, you know, how, whatever I was doing, it was just one after another, after another. And I noticed that they were men, women, young, old, and they all had fractures. And I know that I was standing in an outside courtyard because when I looked up, I could see that it was this huge, either a mansion or some type of building with balconies. And it was on three sides of me. And this open courtyard was almost like a yard. You know what I mean? A be- it was beautiful. But we were doing this outside. And I didn't question why we were outside. I didn't, you know how those dreams are. You don't question them. But we're going from person to person. And they all had these fractures. And then I heard a man say to me, don't you want to see inside? And for some reason, I knew that he was in charge, like he was like official. And I said, yes, I, I do want to see inside. And so he took me over to this man who was laying on the ground. And 
somehow, and I don't know how this happened, it was like I could see inside his, his, the whole side of his leg. It was almost like if you're looking at those anatomy books where they have a sliver cut and you can see outside in. And I could see every layer outside in all the way to the bone. And it's funny, when I think about the dream, there was no blood, but I could see. And he took an instrument and he went inside and he pulled the bones together. And he said, here, hold this. So I'm like right down there next to this man who I never saw his face. I could see an arm and hands because I was watching him intently, but I never saw his face. And I held this instrument and it was just so amazing that there was almost like a magic to bring these bones together and you're healing this fracture. And he said to me, this doesn't bother you at all, does it? And I really thought for a second, am I just trying to be brave so that he doesn't know I'm afraid? And I really wasn't. I said, no. I said, it is fascinating to me to be able to see and do this and see from the inside out. This is fascinating to me. And then I looked up in the air and the strangest thing, there was a basket with a balloon attached to it and it started floating by, but it was almost eye level. So I reached up and I grabbed this basket and I pulled it down and I looked inside and inside there were little thank you cards and little presents wrapped up, a little container of cookies. And I said, what is this? And there was a female woman who said to me, we send those baskets out and you get gifts back and you'd be surprised what you get back, she said. And I'm like, really? I said, how do you get your basket back? And she said, your basket is yours. It will come back to you. And I said, well, I want to do this. I want to send a basket. So I'm getting my basket ready to let go up into the air and someone across this courtyard yelled, send it over to me. So I literally took the basket and you could feel the weight. It's so weird, Julie. I could feel the weight of this basket and I was like kind of holding it so that the balloon wouldn't take it away. And I kind of let it go toward this voice. I didn't even see the person and it went and flew right over the back of me. It went the total opposite way of where I was intending it to go. And I said, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I must have done this wrong. And the girl said, they go where they're supposed to go. And don't worry, it'll come back to you because it's yours. And it was then that I woke up from this dream. And it's just like, oh, I have to write this down because what was all of this? How does it all connect? And in journaling in the details of that and the message from that was being, well, first of all, we all have little fractures, right? We all have fractures inside. Big and small emotional hurts that are causing fractures. And those fractures really start to exhibit in, in our being. And One way to start to heal is with gratitude, with being grateful and sending that out. Because when we send that out into the world, it's an emotion, it's a frequency, it 
it is a basket. It, it goes. And all of the gifts that you get back from sending that out are joy and love and abundance. Those are the gifts that come back to you. And it always comes back to you. The more gratitude you send and those little tiny things that we do for complete strangers, you have given them a gift as well. But all of those little things, they come back. And the more we as a collective, as humans can do this, we can change the world, Julie. And that was the message. It was like, this seems like a very small, simple kind of thing. But if you feel it in your heart, it is such a strong frequency. And sending that out into the world can change the world. And we just do this one person at a time. And I now save space in my day for gratitude. I hold space for this. I, I was grateful before. I always have been. But now I really make space for it because I realize the importance of it. It is such a simple thing in such an elaborate dream. And it was not a family member, you know, these angels were not my family. These were other angels of mine. These are other guides of mine just showing me this and maybe showing me that, yes, Mary, you, you are on the right path. You, you do get it, girl. You get it. You see inside people and you do help heal those little fractures just by who you are. Yeah. And I really, I told, you know, my kids about it, my hairdresser, I told, like people who are receptive to hearing just that little message. I just wish I could tell more people because it's such a simple concept, but it really has such an impact on your life in every way. Yeah. It's huge. It's It's really, really huge. holidays, friends. If you are looking for the perfect gift for yourself or for a loved one, check out our Go At Your Own Pace e-courses. There's the Manifestation e-course, High Vibration e-course, or the Angel Communication e-course where you get to learn more about your personal angels. There's also the group talk course, The Angel Reiki School, that's online and helps you to develop your spiritual gifts. Friends, you could also book a session or buy a gift card. Just purchase any one of these online, print your receipt, and wrap. Friends, from my family to yours, happy holidays. And you know what? There's so many different things to unpack here, but if we see gratitude as this doorway, right, where if we have that gratitude, we're shifting into a different vibration, just like you shift your your car into drive and go forward, or you shift your car into reverse and go backward. Gratitude is this doorway into a different vibrational frequency, more aligned with the other side. And 
I think that there's actually two different concepts here or multiple different concepts within your dream, but the gratitude being a doorway is one. And then, you know, actually when you were talking about the balloon floating up and, you know, my gifts are very visual for me. I'm very visual and auditory. So I see and hear a lot. And what they kept showing me, because I was going through all of these angel stories this weekend. I I have to apologize to the podcast audience because I am a journalist through and through from my early days of life and know how to do the podcast. But social media, even though I'm 38, I feel ancient and I feel like I don't know how to do it. (laughs) So I was really praying about this over the last couple of weeks and Spirit was like, you have like hundreds of angel stories in your email box. And I always felt bad like going and looking at them. So I had my team do that because I wanted to come on and my intention was pure. I wanted to come on fresh with people on the angel stories so that if information comes through from the other side, I didn't know any of it because I'm very sensitive to people who are skeptics and who are like, oh, but those people in those TV shows, they're fed information. I I don't believe that and I don't that that's happening and I don't ever want to people to look at me that way. So I wouldn't read the stories beforehand. But oh my god, I was in tears because for like a week straight I was going through one story after another after another and I was like, oh "My goodness, these are just so powerful." Um and I think that reading them in advance gives me this different visual of spirit even bringing through more things to talk about about them. So I'm saying this because when I was reading your story and typing it out because I included it for social media, just FYI, I put everybody's in. And I if you have somebody's name in there, I change the names. But I would put like Mary's angel story and then put the snippets so that we literally have three angel stories a week that'll go up on social media in 2021. So you can go over. We now have, if you follow us over on Instagram and Facebook, the Facebook page, like we have it set up for 2021 where something new will come out every day that's like a message from spirit. Oh, I love Um, that. I know. So as I was putting all of this together and I was reading your story and I'm seeing in my mind this balloon going around, but it wasn't just in that place within your dream. It was like everybody has this balloon right in front of them. And as you walk through your life, the interactions that we have, I felt like the weirdest weirdo in college because when I was new and in my college dorm, I remember being like, well, everybody just smiles at one another, don't they? And I like, I walk around like kind of bouncy and I like, I smile at everybody that I see and people would literally give me this like weird look where they kind of pull their head and their chin back (laughs) and they, they look at you with weird eyes and then they immediately look down. Have you ever had somebody do that to you? I do. I always smile at people. I always look them in the face and I smile at them walking into the grocery store. And and when I was at work walking down the hallway and you can't walk down the hallway with just you and me and not me say, hi. Yeah. How you doing? (laughs) And I smile. And yes, it probably comes off as, jeez, what is up? But it becomes a game. It's like, 
how many smiles can we get today? Because you know when somebody smiles back, just that instant, they light up a little bit. They do. They, they do. really do. Yeah, because you're acknowledging their humanity. You're saying, <laughs> yeah. Hello, other soul. Hello, other beautiful soul. And and so I had this vision as I'm reading your story of just walking through everyday life. And when you do lock eyes and smile with that random stranger as you're passing them by, you know, that gratitude that they feel and that spark that they feel going into your balloon and filling your balloon. And really, I loved the concept of the balloon for another reason, which is high vibration. Oh, okay. Helium is this lighter air. It's even lighter than air, right? And it lifts, it lifts it up. So helium is another type of high vibration and helium lifts the balloon. But what we're talking about here emotionally is that high vibration, you being in your joy, you being in your gratitude when you just radiate out your goodness and other people like see it and acknowledge it and smile back, it fills that balloon and it goes a bit higher. It does. Yeah. There's, there was so much from that dream. Just um, like who were all these people with the fractures? And some part of me says, these are little souls that you may have touched in your life. Can I tell you another thing about the dream though too? Oh yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So this happens a lot of times with people where they will email in about different dreams and uh, a lot of people will talk about a house that they go to on the other side. And I can feel (laughs) into this and I can tap into their angel team and their angel team will tell me, we took them to their house on the other side. And this is interesting because this is going to get to your other angel story, which is what I believe happened with that farmhouse. Yeah. Here's the interesting thing that I hadn't seen before, but I saw it with your dream is that they were taking you to the place of work. So in Journey of Souls, what he talks about is, yes, there is a home base, but there's also a place of learning. There is a place of work. There is a place of just having fun and seeing anything that you want to see on the other side. I believe that your soul went to this place of work and was tapping into that energy on the other side, that when you were in the dream, you were there. Does that make sense? No, it it does because... The place wasn't unfamiliar, but I can absolutely tell you, I do not know this place. And it's not like a farmhouse where, oh, maybe I could have been in this place, but it wasn't quite the same. This place, I know I've never been in. This is an estate. This is like this huge building. And I didn't look behind me, Mm -hmm. but I can tell you in my mind, it like, has a cliff that goes down and you can see the ocean. Yeah. And it was a warm place. And I've only lived in New York. This is, this did not feel like yeah. my part of the world. Like, I don't know where this was, but it was beautiful. Like this courtyard was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Just with the colors of the grass. And it was just a beautiful home too. Like this, and it wasn't a hospital. It wasn't an institutional place, but it was, it was massive. It was big. 
That's incredible. Okay, so now you have to take us into the farmhouse. Okay, so this dream, what I what I started out remembering of this dream, I was in an upstairs of a farmhouse, and somehow I I knew it was a farmhouse, even though I don't remember walking into it. But I and it was an old farmhouse, like with creaky floors, and I walked into a bedroom. And I can tell you to my left was a window that looked over outside, a bed, a table, a dresser to my right. And to the front of me, there was a little bathroom and a closet. Like I saw details of this room. I looked over to my left and my mom was laying in the bed. So I went over to her and I knelt down. And I took her hand in mine, and I could feel her hand. It was small. I could feel how soft it was. And I said to her, Mom, I'm so glad you're here. Like, I was so glad to see her. And I kneeled down, and we started talking. And I know we talked about a lot of things that I did. I cannot recall. I, Julie, I cannot recall them. I tried. But the one thing that I took away was I said to her, Mom, I am so sorry. I didn't know how sick you were. And she kind of looked at me, and I know what she was thinking was, yes, you know. You took care of me when I had cancer. You were my caregiver. You took me to doctor appointments. You cleaned my trach. Like, you, you know. You were there. And I said, I didn't understand how sick you were with alcoholism. I didn't know, and I'm so sorry. From the bottom of my heart, I'm sorry. And it was at that point in the dream that I got up from the side of the bed and left that room. And I don't know where else I went in this house, but I eventually made myself go back to this room because I really wanted to have more of a conversation with my mom. It had, you know, she died in 91. So I haven't seen her in a long time. And it all makes sense in a dream, right? You're, you know what I mean? It does. I don't question it in a dream. So I go back into this room and she's not there, but I see on the bed table, Um, there's a note for me. So I open it up and she says, Mary, tell Sherry to try jumping up and down. And I I laughed. And at that point, I looked out the window and out on the lawn below, I can see my mom. And there are other people out there, but I really wasn't focused on them. I saw her and she was laughing. And my mom had has probably the most contagious laugh. She was, she thought it was so funny because she knew I read that note. And it was at that point that I woke up. And, and at the time, this doesn't make any sense to you, right? Cause I know what's coming in this story. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm like, tell her to jump up and down. Okay. So <laughs> I, this gets good. Let me tell oh, no. you, this oh, gets really good. Funny. Well, my mother has a sense of humor. Yes. Yeah, she does. Yes. So I woke up from this dream and this dream was the end of April. It's important to say because the date that my grandson was born. So it was 
I had this dream about mom and it, you know, I can tell you for days afterward, I felt like I had had a reunion with her. I really felt I had been in her presence. Like if you haven't seen a family member or somebody that you love so much in a long time and you spend time with them, it's almost like that warm, fuzzy feeling like, Mm -hmm. oh God, it was so good to be with her. And the fact that we talked about her being an alcoholic, it was never anything that was said while she was alive, Mm -hmm. you know, and she wasn't always an alcoholic. Really, my mom started to develop a drinking problem when I was around 13. Before that, I always felt warm and safe and taken care of. There was never a moment that my mom was not there for me. But around age 13, my mom developed a drinking problem. And I really think it was her life was very hard and sad as a child. And she lost her whole family to illness. She was one of five children and she was the only one of her family left. And I really never knew her family. I knew one aunt. I never met her parents, those grandparents. I didn't know her sisters. I didn't know her brother. And it was those losses that sort of caught up with her, I think. She didn't deal with them. She never gave herself permission to, okay, I'm allowed happiness all as an individual and not just as somebody's mom. And I think that's what happened. And she just went down the road of drinking too much. I think it wasn't only that though. Can I tell you this too? Because as she's here with us, what she says is that you know, so often what I talk about and spirit just has brought this through, it's the mental way that we see love and action as children. And when we see it, we can replicate it. And what she's showing me is within herself, two different things. One is not seeing or just having a lot of that as a child and having so much loss And so what she really knew was loss and what she really knew was grief. What she's trying to say is that she didn't have that really good family unit to base and create another family unit off of. Oh gosh, and there was another thing that she was showing me. Bring it back. She's saying that the other thing that she was concerned about, because both of her parents passed very young, right? Oh yeah, yeah. She, there's a thing that we do as human beings and spirit shows this time and time again, where when we believe that somebody's going to pass, we actually start to sometimes distance ourselves from them way in advance. And she said, I believed that because my parents passed young, I was going to pass young. You're absolutely right, Julie. She said that. so many times that if I live to be 60 years old, I will be the only one in my family who did. Like, I don't know how many times she made that statement. She really did not believe that she was going to grow old. She didn't. And the alcohol she used as a way to distance herself from the life that she felt she was going to be leaving. It makes sense. I would have never thought of that on my own, but I can see that. Mm -hmm. 
I can see that now that I understand and see things a lot clearer than I did. But losing her as, you know, my, my rock at 13, because, you know, basically that's what it felt like. My sister and I, who is my younger sister, it really affected us. And when my mom discovered she had cancer, which I was in my mid-20s by this time, I, it was a second chance. It was a second chance all the way around. And I know that cancer is not a gift, but I always say the year she had remission was a gift. It was a gift for her and my father. Um, Their relationship changed. They were more loving, more present, and she was more present. She was more present in my life in the moments we spent together, she was there and we had laughter and we had tears. And the way our dynamic was when she was going through treatment, I mean, I was her rock for her. And I always said, if there is a time that you don't want to fight anymore, then I support that. But we had a lot of laughter too. Like you can be suffering and still find humor. And she taught me that then, like, for sure. That, that set the theme for my life. Like you can always laugh. Laugh is good for the soul. It, it will help the pain. It will help everything to find something to laugh about. So I, I treasure that period that she, I was got, got to be there and take care of her when she was sick. And the year that followed before the cancer came back that she had especially her and my father, they needed that time. Otherwise they were going to carry this to the next life. I think like if they hadn't resolved, I think they resolved a lot of things, but this one thing with the alcoholism never was resolved while she was alive. And I think had she not died, we would have gotten to this point where we're, I'm, you know, I know we would have gotten to this point. But the other part of the story was the note that she left me was tell Sherry to try jumping up and down. And at this point, my daughter was very pregnant, almost due with my grandson. And so proceed to, she's in the hospital. I am very blessed that she always wants me there when she's giving birth. So I'm there with her husband and it was the three of us in the room and you know, those exercise balls that they have, she was up and she was sitting on that ball and just like gently bouncing and kind of, you know, going into her little like zone and breathing and relaxing and breathing and relaxing And it got to the point the nurse came in the room and said, you know, because you can tell when something's changing as you're in labor, I think you need to get back in bed. We really need to check you. And that's when she kind of said, I can't. And the nurse said, well, come on, Sherry, we have to get you into bed. And Sherry said, I can't. And the baby was coming. Like she had sat there on that ball, bouncing, bouncing, bouncing. And the baby was coming. So literally, the poor nurse, there's a pad on it, on the ball. The pad, the nurse holds the pad between my daughter's legs. I take one side of her, her husband takes the other, and we're literally like carrying her. But the nurse is like kind of climbing up over the bed and we're getting her in the bed. I mean, it was, 
it was really like a comedy routine. Like the three of us were laughing because it was so absurd and ridiculous. And here she is. We <laughs> safely got her in there. No baby came out. But moments later, like minutes. Oh my God. Before, like literally. She oh almost bounced the baby out. And <laughs> it was not until after the birth of him. And it was a few days later. I'm like, oh my God. Try jumping up and down. I'm like, mom, that is not very funny at all. Oh my God. She literally jumped uh, the baby out. Really, literally. This is hysterical. Now I got to explain a little bit here because people will ask me all the time, do we have free will, right? Do we really have free will? And if we have free will, how does that work? Because spirit always knows things in advance on the other side. So if we have free will and they know stuff in advance on the other side, like how do those two things work together, right? Because she, we do, we, we have free will and yet your mom knew that this was coming and delivered you this information before (laughs) your daughter's birth, you know, validating for you that not only were you connecting with her in that dream, but it truly was a visitation dream that that you really were spending time with her. So, so this is so fascinating to me because if you think back to like the tape player, the VHS player, And Spirit will always show me on the other side, like if they have a DVD or a VHS and we can see, they can see our free will and our lives here and the decisions that we're going to make. Because there is no time on the other side, they're able to play the entire thing, see what free will decisions that we make, and then send us those signs. Go back. Wow. Wow. Right? They can hop anywhere. I guess that makes a perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. Just like we can turn on a DVD or I could turn on my TV now and, and pull up my favorite movie and skip to the chapter I want to go to. It doesn't right. change. You know, they created it. It was of their own free will the way that they made it and they did it. But now I can go back and go anywhere within it and watch what I want to watch. Right. Um, and we always think of uh, time being very linear. Like, yes, it starts here and goes here, but. It's not really that isn't how time is either. Nope. If we truly understand it. Yes. The other thing that I want to talk about is your mom says the f- the farmhouse would be more so her type of house than your house. Is that correct? You know it might be, although I found it very cozy, uh, but I can see her yeah, she was very um comfortable there. Like, yes. I can okay. see that. Okay, because like we were talking about before, we have homes on the other side. Each of us is a soul that's on the other side first. We come here for a time, we go home. And when we go home, there are all different places on the other side. But there is one place where all of your soul family resides and you can spend eons with your loved ones. And if you imagine like your subdivision is just all of your soul family, all of your soul friends, I see that as her house 
that farmhouse on the other side. And what she's laughing on the other side right now. And she goes, will you please tell her that a farmhouse can be next to a beach house, can be next to a mountain house? (laughs) Which is funny because mine would be a beach house probably. (laughs) So maybe I live next door. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Landscape doesn't work the exact same way on the other side. Good to know, good to know. Yes. So, because she said she visited my house. Oh, well, that's, that's probably why. And I didn't interact with all the other people there and didn't really focus on them. But she has an entire family that passed on before her. Her entire family is there. So I can imagine, you know, spending time with them. Mm-hmm. I want you to know that they're all like around her, but she's just like the representative really talking today. And she comes through showing me that that they were showing you within that dream that they are part of your spirit team, that they know you too. There's some symbolism there for you not completely seeing their faces and really just seeing hers in that you didn't really know them here, but they oh, know you from the other side. Right. Your mom's pointing to one other thing that actually she's trying to get out a message to the entire podcast listenership, which is when you have this type of dream, this visitation dream like you had, and you talked about before how you knew you were there and that you had poured your heart out to her and talked to her for a long time, but you couldn't remember all the things that were said. I Mm -mm. This happens and this is part of a visitation dream because, and, and I want everybody listening to understand this because this has happened to a lot of people out there too. Time works differently within that dream as well. So you were having that conversation. I don't want you to doubt that for a second. You got all of the healing and the closure and the answers that you needed. It just didn't have to be a verbal communication. Right. It was a telepathic communication that, you know, if verbally could have lasted maybe five hours or eight days, but it all happened just like, like that, right? Like instantaneous, (laughs) like magic. And, and we wake up. I don't know. Were you crying when you woke up? You know, I, I was very emotional for sure. I was very emotional. Like it was, so tangible. And like, I didn't want to wake up exactly. You know what I mean? Like I can't, I couldn't get to her anymore. You know, I couldn't have this conversation and it's been years since she's visited me. Like she used to all the time. And I yelled at her in a dream one time (laughs) and and she didn't come for a long time. And I'm like, mom, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I don't know why I yelled because I realized that she was not alive and that she was there. And I said, I don't know what you want. And she couldn't speak. Mm-hmm. It was almost like she had her trach again. And I yelled at her and said, you're dead. You know, you shouldn't be here or something like that. And it was my own, I was in a bad place in my life. And maybe I didn't even want to hear what she had to say because I was dealing with personal things, but she did not come visit me for a long time after that. Mm-hmm. She she called me on the phone in a dream once. 
Wow. And then I woke up before I could have the conversation with her. Like she's, she's been around, but this dream was like, I'm, I'm in a different place. I am definitely ready for this information and this conversation with her, that conversation. And I'm so glad I had it. I feel like I had it in this dimension, if you will. I feel like I had it, like if you and I are sitting here talking, I, I feel like we had that conversation. Well, absolutely you did. What what I believe is happening though, is that our souls are going to the other side and we're not totally having that conversation here on this plane. It's like a different layer or different dimension per se. It's, it's so fascinating to me, though, how these visitation dreams work. And there are some things that I have seen over and over and over again, and I can talk so easily about them. Your mom keeps pointing. I asked her to bring it back to me a couple of times if she wanted me to say it, but she could come anytime and she knew she wanted to bring this healing through. I want to say, though, because she keeps showing me this portal of energy being open between here and the other side with your grandson's birth. And that because because you see this a lot with funerals and you see this a lot with births, that there is something emotionally more open within people that they're more receptive in their day-to-day life of getting that information through. It makes sense. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. Thank you, Mary, so incredibly much for being on the podcast. I just appreciate you so much. And wow, these stories are amazing. I appreciate being here and being able to share my experiences because that's really what they are. They're experiences. They aren't just dreams. And I have so many more of them that I can share. And I think what I learned from them is personal, but I think there's nuggets in in a lot of the dreams that I have that maybe could be helpful to somebody else. And that's really why I've decided I have to start talking about this more and I have to start showing who I am because this is all part of me. I love this. Oh, thank you for being you. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity, Julie. I appreciate it more than you can know that I can talk to you today. Oh, Oh, you too. You too. Friends, if you'd like to hear from your angels and loved ones on the other side, book a one-on-one session via phone, FaceTime, or Zoom. You can also work with me one-on-one when you register to take the Angel Reiki School online to develop and use your own unique spiritual gifts. If you're just looking to be able to connect with your own personal angels, the Angel Communication online course will teach you how to hear, feel, and connect with your personal angels more clearly. Friends, if you get benefit from this podcast, please subscribe, rate us five stars, and ask a friend to listen. Don't forget to look in the show notes to see the winner of this month's free drawing. You're entered into the drawing when you write a five-star positive review and email it over to us so that we know how to contact you when you win. Now, if you have time, I want you to pause and do some energy work with me for a moment to lighten, clear, and reset your own energy. To start, I want you to take two deep breaths. Deep breath in. Deep breath out. (sighs) 
deep breath in, deep breath out. Friends, as I walk you through this, I want you to use your imagination as an energy tool. Friends, your imagination isn't something that's not real. Your imagination is what every human being uses to create physical reality. How does a painter know what to paint? How does a sculptor know what to sculpt? How does a writer know what to write? They see it all within their mind, within the imagination, before it flows through them and is created within physical reality. Friends, I want you to start by seeing yourself surrounded by thousands of angels. These are all angels that work directly for God and they circle around you. They have this light, airy, warm, yummy presence to them. And my friends, they are simply pure love and they radiate their love from their being to yours. I want you to take a moment to just breathe deeply in and out as you see and feel the presence of all of these angels surrounding you, sending their love and light energy to you. Friends, next, I want you to see yourself surrounded by your loved ones on the other side. Your angels haven't gone anywhere, they're still right there, but now steps in your loved ones on the other side. Greet them, welcome them. Take a moment within your imagination to give them the biggest hug and kiss. Friends, as we do this healing work together, I want you to see that every single being that is surrounding you is just surrounding you because they are connected to God and they want to help you as a soul here on earth to lift your energy, to make it lighter, to take any heaviness out of your aura, chakras, and body. In order for them to help you with this, what I want you to do is voice to them. See yourself in your imagination telling your angels, your loved ones on the other side, God energy of course is there too. Tell them what you are afraid of. I want you to be specific and explain your fears to them now.
Now, friends, I want you to see your loved ones and angels on the other side comforting you, holding you, wiping away your tears. I want you to see them telling you that you're going to be okay. Your family is going to be okay. I want you to see them showing you in their way from the other side that they are there helping you every step of the way and that they will never, ever leave your side. Friends, I want you to see or feel God energy, this pure, white, radiant light pouring down from above over you. And as you feel this pure love and light, this gentle waterfall just pouring over your head, filling your body, filling your auric field to the outside of you, filling every inch of your being around you. I want you to feel that as this light energy comes in, the highest vibration that is as it gently pours into your being, I want you to feel how all the heaviness within you just releases. With the snap of your finger, God takes every ounce of heavy, low vibrational energy within you. And with that snap of the finger, God turns all of it into the highest vibration, love, light energy. Friends, I want you to imagine within your imagination, your DNA strand. Now, the way that spirit shows me the DNA and what it looks like is if you could imagine that double helix and that within that double helix are millions or billions of doors and windows. And those doors and windows open and close. And as they do, some serve your highest health and good some do not. What I want you to do is say this prayer with me. My friends, this energy work does not have to take a lot of time. You're going to hear me say, use the snap of your fingers because within that snap of the fingers, your intention shifts the energy within your body. So you can say it but please believe it. Know like you know like you know within your heart that you are changing the energy, the frequency within you to be pure, complete health. So say this little prayer with me now. God, please close all the doors and windows to my DNA that don't serve my highest health. With a snap of your fingers, see those doors and windows close. And God, please open all the doors and windows to my DNA that do serve my highest health. See those doors and windows open with a snap of your fingers. What I want you to do now is see yourself healthier than ever come September of this year. Daydream, visualize about what that health looks like and feels like to you within your body come September of this year. Take a moment to do this work right now and I'll come back to you with my voice in one minute.
friends, I want you to believe like you believe like you believe that you, your family, your friends, you are protected. You are safe. You are secure. Your angels are looking out for you. God is looking out for you. Your loved ones are looking out for you. See yourself as healthier than ever come September of this year. Now I want you to pray with me for a moment for everyone else. God, please protect our nurses, doctors, and all healthcare professionals around the world. God, may you give each of them strength and protect them. God, please also protect all people who work in grocery stores, food service, or delivery. God, may you give each of them the strength and protection that they need. For all people who are suffering from COVID-19 themselves, God, may you take care of them and heal all who are able to be healed. Surround them with your divine protection. Surround them with angels and help every cell within their body to become completely 100% healthy again. God, for every person who has lost a job or had their income reduced, please clearly show them the path to healing, safety, security. Whisper to them in their hearts the direction that you would have them go. God, for every child on this planet, please help them to receive the attention, love, nurturing, and care that they so desperately need. God, please surround them with angels and allow them to feel the divine presence of your love and warmth. For those filled with hatred, God, we ask you to transmute that hate within their hearts into love energy, and we ask you to open up their hearts to make shifts and positive changes to help them raise their vibration. And everyone who is helping with the COVID-19 effort a response in some way, God, please be with each person who needs your strength. Clearly guide them and protect them with whatever they need at this time. Friends, finally, I want you to visualize Thanksgiving of this year. I want you to take a moment of silence to experience this daydream within your mind. See every single family member and friend and loved one there at the dinner table. See them happy, healthy. Feel the gratitude of this Thanksgiving beyond any other Thanksgiving in the past. Gratitude for being all together. Gratitude for all being healthy. Gratitude for the lessons learned. Gratitude for the relationships that grew deeper and the love that is between you all. Again, my friends, see your spirit team on the other side telling you that you are going to be okay. See them helping you. My friends, God loves you. Your spirit team loves you. I love you. Open up your heart like French doors to all of the unexpected blessings that they're trying to bring into your life right now. May you go forth with your day feeling lighter, and living in the high vibration that is God. Go forth in your day, surrounded by angels and your spirit team on the other side protecting you. Allow yourself to just be. Allow yourself to live in the high vibrational frequency that is God and carry it with you throughout your day. Friends, I have to have a disclaimer at the end. This podcast is to educate, inspire, and entertain you on your personal journey towards health and happiness. 
It is not intended to replace care best provided by qualified professionals, and it is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment.